Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell and as always I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse Pam McMillan. Pam, how are you this week? I'm good, and you? You know, I'm doing really good. I'm doing great. Um, you know, Ryan, and with our guest today, I was thinking about, you know, how sometimes life happens and bad things happen, tragedies happen, and sometimes it's hard to look for the good. You're right. Um, I think we have an amazing story to tell today, and we I'm do. excited. We do. We do. You know, um, you, you have two choices, right, when something bad happens. You know, mm-hmm. you can just accept it and move on, or you can accept it and hope to do something uh, that's helpful and something productive with it you know similar to what we've done here at 24 hours in the canyon and the cancer survivorship center yes very so, much so you know as you mentioned our guest i uh i have to tell you pam i've known our guest a long time uh i actually knew our guest when uh he was probably a freshman or sophomore in high school playing basketball <laughs> he was the star uh because he could dunk and uh yeah i mean we go we go quite a ways back and it's interesting how our lives have um intersected because that was a long time ago yes a very long time ago (laughs) yes yes now i wasn't in high school with him i was working at the high school (laughs) so that means it was really really long long time really long time well we're excited of course today pam and to share with all of our listeners um our guest today is is kyle joy and uh, like I said, I've known Kyle a long time. Kyle has an awesome, amazing story uh, with a great resource that can be helpful for um, a certain select few that, that may find it necessary. So Kyle, thank you for joining us today on Beyond the Ribbon. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I know Ryan as Coach Parnell, uh, probably <laughs> the best. And that was. And how was he as Coach Parnell? Uh, I don't remember that he was a lot thinner back then. <laughs> yeah. And I had more hair, <laughs> as did you, Kyle. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, I just had my 20-year class reunion last year. Oh, man. So that, that was like 20, 24 years ago. That's but, And I cannot dunk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're letting everyone down. That's right. Oh, gosh, 20 years. That Yeah, that's been a long time, Pam. That ages you. Very much so. Very much. Let's change the subject. Let's talk to Kyle. And uh, Kyle, tell us kind of what you're doing now, and uh, tell us uh, a little bit about your foundation. So I am... I'm now 40 years old. It's hard to say. I turned 40 a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but I've been uh, with the Amarillo Fire Department for 17 years. I'm a district chief now for the Amarillo Fire Department. Uh, I have a wife. I married my high school sweetheart. That's right. We've been married now for 19, going on 20 years. We have two perfect kids. Uh, my oldest is a uh, eighth grade uh student in canyon and my youngest is a third grade student in canyon yeah but uh yeah i'm a i'm an athlete i'm a i'm a firefighter i'm i'm your typical west texas guy i like to hunt and fish and i say bad words every once in a while and all of that <laughs> stuff but uh but i also operate a, a breast milk organization yeah and mm-hmm. and so that that sometimes catches people off guard and it's a great conversation starter icebreaker but yeah great icebreaker <laughs> but uh yeah essentially where that where that came from was in 2016 uh, my little sister who is 29 at the time uh, her name 
is Kaylee, mm-hmm. and uh, she passed away unexpectedly uh, from a heart attack. Uh, the, the, the heartbreaking part of that story is she actually died the, the night, uh, the day that she brought her newborn baby boy home from the hospital. So she was married in May, and then she had a baby late August, and then in the middle of September, they brought the baby home from the NICU, and, and she had a heart attack that night. She left behind a newborn baby and then a, a seven-year-old daughter also. And at, at that time, that was something that was hard to accept. And it was, uh, it was heartbreaking. It was, it was probably the darkest moment of my life. Sure. Uh, it was one of those instances where you are reminded that you're not in control. And, mm-hmm. uh, and there was nothing that, that I could do or anybody could say that, could, that would make the situation better. Uh, kind of where that led to was a day or two after my sister passed away. I don't know. A lot of people have been through this situation. I don't know if you have, but we were sitting at the house and, and people start coming in to visit, you know, we were sitting there and I hadn't eaten in a couple of days at this point. So I was pretty hungry. Uh, slowly people start bringing food to those events. Right. Right. That's, that's what some people do. That's their love language. I'm going to bake cookies. (laughs) And, uh, so I was sitting at the on the couch and I looked over and I saw a lady coming up to the door and I swore she had cookies in her bag. And so I was going to be the one to meet her at the door because <laughs> I was hungry. And I opened the door and she looked at me and she said, hey, uh, I brought some breast milk for the baby. And I froze. I, I'm pretty good at speaking to people. I can talk to anybody at any time about anything. Uh, when this lady mentioned breast milk, I froze and couldn't, I didn't know what to do. I pointed her in the direction of my wife. <laughs> Someone else. Yeah, went, Someone else. Take care of her. I asked somebody, I was like, man, I don't even know if this is legal, but this lady's here with breast milk. And, um, but what we learned is it, we, we eventually had about 40 gallons of breast milk that wow. was donated for my nephew. Wow. And just the selfless, uh, act of love that these moms uh were showing for for my family for my nephew and and my sister obviously uh it it touched me and kind of set out on a mission to learn more about this Uh, we started asking questions to the doctors and doing a little bit of research Uh, we didn't know if if this was safe we didn't know if it was legal at the time. We didn't know anything <laughs> right. about it. Wow. Uh, I'm the kind of dad that I have two daughters. And uh, when my wife would breastfeed, I was the dad that I'd go in the other room or go outside. Right. And uh, so so we started learning more about this. And we learned that there, there are a lot of dangers associated with informal milk sharing. Uh, there's a lot of uh, pertinent information that you have to know about a mom who wants to donate milk. And uh, that's that's health history and medications and and a lot of intimate details about about a donor Uh, so through our our uh, trial through our dark moment uh, was born third strand yeah and and that's our organization and it comes from the bible verse in the uh, in the bible that reads that a cord of three strands is not easily broken and it was a verse that my sister actually used in her wedding uh, oh, how special. She passed away. Yeah. But what we do, our mission is to provide safe donor breast milk from screened mothers uh, to babies whose 
um, moms pass away. And we also provide milk to babies whose moms are unable to breastfeed uh, because of cancer right. mm-hmm. and to adopted newborns. And to date, we've distributed uh, over 350,000 ounces of milk uh, to babies all over the country at zero cost to them. So we've been blessed. Uh, It's kind of funny. I tell people all the time I I operate a nonprofit that deals uh, with breast milk, and it's quite expensive to ship uh, milk overnight the way we have to. And so I'm not made of money, and I can't make milk. (laughs) <laughs> so we're reliant on the the love and the generosity and the the sacrifice of other moms and people who believe in our mission and our work and our ministry to be able to serve all of these families. 350,000 right. ounces. How many gallons is that? There's just under 13. <laughs> I, I'm really good. I couldn't tell you how many ounces were in a gallon or anything like that, but... I'm, I've become really I bet you good have. at ounces and gallons. I bet you have. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot of gallons. And let me ask you this, Kyle. Um, I know that there are options. You, you mentioned one option, the informal milk sharing. Um, what about milk banks? And, and t- talk to us real quick and our listeners how that works, um, as opposed to, you know, naturally we have a very common bond here Um what they do is free. What we do mm-hmm. is free. And mm-hmm. so I, we, we are on the same wavelength in, in that respect. But help us understand about, well, I thought there were milk banks. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a place to go for milk? So people turn to, uh, to informal sharing uh, generally because uh, they, they don't have access. They can't produce milk, enough milk for their baby, or they're in a situation like what we serve that uh, they, they can't produce milk. Uh, There are milk banks out there and they do amazing work. Uh, Most hospitals are contracted with milk banks. uh, And I won't get into the weeds of that, but uh, the the issue, the the common problem with milk from milk banks is is twofold. One, their milk exclusively goes to sick and preemie babies in the the NICU. Mm -hmm. And that that is what they do. And that's what they're made to do. And they do an amazing job of that. And they, they save so many babies' lives uh, with the work that they do. The problem with that is, is it doesn't go to anybody else. And so there, there's a bunch of people that find themselves between a rock and a hard place. Uh, you know, mom gets on the internet and she reads that I need to feed my baby uh, for the first year. I need to breastfeed my baby for the first year. But mom contracts cancer and she has to have chemo and she's unable to produce milk. So these moms typically turn to informal milk sharing. With informal milk sharing, there's there's a lot of dangers associated. Another issue with milk banks is on occasion, uh, like they did for us, they hear of a one specific story and they'll offer the ability for you to purchase milk from that milk bank. The issue is milk ranges anywhere from $6 to over $30 an ounce. Wow. Uh, oh my gosh. It's, it's super, wow. super expensive. And even some of the most uh, prominent people in the industry will attest to the fact that the problem with the industry is, is that milk is so expensive. The price tends to fluctuate depending on uh, supply and demand. And so what we do is we provide two months worth. It's about 10 gallons of milk to each baby that we feed. And we do it at zero cost. Uh, our milk comes from donor moms who go through a screening process that we developed. And, uh, 
and they're approved uh, once they pass that screening process. We work with some uh, physicians here to get guidance on stuff that I don't know, uh, medication and how it affects breast milk and that type of those type of questions. And then uh, we collect their milk and then we uh, work to distribute it to families who need it. Oh my goodness. A lot. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're talking um, to our listeners and they might think, what the heck? Why do I need to know about breast milk? Um, I know women have the that guilty feeling of not being able to feed their babies, um, survivors especially. Mm-hmm. So what a blessing you are to um, those going through cancer. Do you know approximately how much, how many of the people that you have helped are cancer survivors? About 80% of our, of the moms that we've uh, been blessed to feed uh, have either battled cancer or are currently battling cancer. Uh, This was actually, it's kind of funny how God works and how he, he puts you on a path. You know, when, uh, when, when I started Third Strand, it was after my sister passed away. And the cool thing, the awesome thing about running your own nonprofit is you can change your mission as you see fit. You know? <laughs> so uh, when, when Third Strand first started, uh, because of the, the journey I had been through and the storm that I had been through, I was focused on uh, our mission. Our original mission was to provide milk to babies who lose a mom, period. Nothing after sure, that. Sure, sure. Uh, shortly after it, what I learned was a lot of moms wanted to donate milk to us to fulfill that mission. So here's what happened. I ended up with a lot of milk in my freezer. Luckily, that doesn't happen incredibly often. Right. Uh, even to date, I would say that uh, less than, than 3%, uh, maybe 5% of the families that we've fed have been because of the death of, death of a mother. Uh, so I, I had a lot of milk and we weren't distributing it. So what happened uh, to put us on this path is I had a mom out of Austin, Texas, and she heard about our organization and, and she called me. And, and this is kind of what, what uh, fueled my passion specifically for, for cancer survivors and women battling cancer. She called me and she told me her story. And her story went something like this. She, uh, she had had a baby about three or four years prior to this conversation. And when she had that baby, she's perfectly healthy, healthy pregnancy, healthy baby. And she overproduced. She had extra milk. And so she actually donated that milk to the local milk bank there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when women do- donate milk to a nonprofit milk bank, they're not reimbursed. So it was just a kind uh act on her part she donated milk to this or to this milk bank in austin fast forward she gets pregnant about three or four years later and after she became pregnant uh, she's diagnosed with breast cancer Mm. and they wanted to kind of speed up that she was going to be induced as soon as they the doctors felt it was appropriate and as soon as uh, the baby was born mom was going to go through a double mastectomy and start chemo and radiation. Uh, so she was not going to be able to breastfeed. You can't mm. breastfeed if you're going through those treatments. Right. right. So she reached out to the same milk bank that she had donated about 2,000 ounces to oh a few years wow. ago. And she said, hey, I donated 2,000 ounces to you guys three years ago. I need help. 
And their question to her was was alarming to me. It was, you know, is your baby going to be healthy? Do you think your baby's going to be in the NICU, basically, sick or preemie? And she didn't think so. And they said, well, your baby doesn't quite qualify for the milk in the hospital, but we'll allow you to purchase the milk at $7 an ounce. Mm. And so that just hurt me. Oh, man. As a, I don't know if it's as a firefighter, as a father, as a man, as a Texan. I don't know what as it is. As all of the above. Yeah. That when I see something that I don't feel is just or that I feel is, is unjust or, or somebody's getting hurt or wrong, something just sparks in me. And I listened to her story and I said, that's, that's not right. We'll fix that. And so we set out with, we simply erased the period at the end of that mission statement and put a semicolon and added, uh, you know, moms who can't breastfeed due to a serious life-threatening illness. Right. Um, and since then, that's opened the door to, to so many families all across the United States. I, can, I can't even tell you every story because th- there's just so many of them that uh, some of them I've become best friends with, amazing mm-hmm. friends. As a matter of fact, there's one mom in Plano, Texas, who now operates one of our drop-off locations for breast milk. And she is a breast cancer survivor, and we fed her twins. So uh-huh. she has two oh, twins. Oh, wow. Uh, that <laughs> what I, an th- awesome story. I'm allowed to call Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Those are, they're they're, my, they're <laughs> my two twins. I've seen and, those on your Facebook yeah. page, yes. Uh, but all of these families have just become uh, just like family to me. And I've been blessed to hear their testimonies and hear their stories of, of trials uh, through cancer, but also to, to hear their testimony of overcoming and, and turning ashes into beauty and, and just making uh, other people stronger from sharing their story. And that's what I like about y'all's organization is y'all bring people together. And so many people find strength in in community yeah. and in hearing testimonies and hearing people share their stories. And, and that's sometimes better than medicine mm-hmm. and better than breast milk even. Uh, but that encourages people and keeps, gives people a drive to, to push forward. Wow. You I'm know, thinking how much is formula? Like what's a can of formula? Do you know? Uh, like oh, the going we, we don't talk about formula. I know, <laughs> but I'm just thinking, yeah. you know, breast milk is best. That's right. that's like liquid yeah. gold for it those is. babies. Seven dollars an ounce. An up ounce to, and you up need to thirty dollars an ounce. It's it's crazy. I was it it's funny. You know, it's funny looking back uh, for as long as you and I have known each other, and I know 20 years ago, you never thought that we'd be sitting across the desk <laughs> no, talking about breast milk for reals. <laughs> I didn't either. Uh, we were we were blessed to be able to go, or I was blessed to be able to go up to uh, Oregon, and for a short time we partnered with a milk bank, uh, uh, actually a for-profit milk bank up there, where I just spent some time with them learning learning the industry. Uh, I didn't know anything about breast milk. I had mm-hmm. to teach myself about right. breast milk. Yeah. And it's funny now, if you ask my wife, she'll freely admit that I'm the breast milk, milk expert. In the <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But uh, so many... I learned so much uh, about the industry, about the uh, pitfalls of the industry and what needed to be addressed, what needed to be corrected. And so from my sister's death, you know, the darkest moment that I remember in my life, uh, we've been able to create the, the 
first and only organization in the United States that does what we do. And, uh, and hopefully, uh, God willing, we'll be able to continue to bless so many families all over the country. I'm actually working out the details not right now to uh, do our first international donation. Oh, so wow. we have a family from oh. Canada that that asked us so Golly. i'm counting that it's across a border so oh yeah it is it's <laughs> international but uh so yeah we're it it's just amazing how far we've been able to come there's been moments where and i could tell you god moments in this all day long but there's been moments where i i thought we had too much milk and we, there's nobody to feed and then vivian our, our mom in plano calls me and says i have twins can mm-hmm. you feed my twins i'm like yes yes can. i sure can <laughs> and there's been moments where we don't have any milk in our freezers, and I have three babies to feed. And, uh, you know, one mom will show up and donates, you know, 15 gallons of milk to us. Uh, there's been moments where a freezer breaks, and we didn't have any money in the bank uh, for the organization. And you're going to think I'm lying, but this is a true story. The freezer broke, and 30 minutes later, I went to check the mail. And there was a thousand dollar check from a Walmart organization that somebody had donated to us. Uh, so there's all of these stories and all of these these families, moms and dads that that I've been lucky enough to meet, and they've just I've, I tell everybody all the time, we bless other people through uh, through milk and donating breast milk, but I am blessed far beyond that. And the stories and the friendships and everything else that sure. I that I get to be part of, you know, Pam, it's it's there's no uh, this isn't by happenstance that Kyle is sitting across from us. When you know, I don't know about you, but uh, and maybe our listeners, but when I'm sitting here listening to Kyle, I think of a very similar situation with the survivorship center. I know mm-hmm. I'm blessed every time I you know hear from a survivor you know, how much better they're feeling or what they're doing and how they're being more active and they're able to maybe drop a blood pressure medicine or whatever the case may be. And the other cool thing about that too, Kyle, is um, much like you, we started out just assisting cancer patients financially for paying for mammograms or paying for a variety of services um, and really kind of had this nebulous of, I just wanted to go help. I just wanted to help. And then along comes the opportunity to grow into a survivorship program. And you do, you have that opportunity to kind of go, you know what, I think we want to kind of shift our mission a little bit. And I think Mm -hmm. we want to really, yeah, this is where we want to be. And so you're filling that gap and that void. I had no idea um, that a milk bank was primarily used for what it's used and did not go to something that that you guys are able to do. Mm -hmm. I think to that, I think, and this is my, my belief is, I think God chooses your purpose and your, and your direction. And I think sometimes we get we get caught up in our plan and yeah. how mm-hmm. we outline oh, sure. the you know our mission statement. What do I want my mission statement to be? I think God has has greater vision than I do, and He directs your mission and He writes your mission statement yeah. and and through the journey that He puts you on. And so that that's how I think that's how I believe that that organizations and even lives work is five years ago. I would not have told you that I was going to be dealing with breast milk, you know? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. God has, God has a sense of humor. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's been funny in my, as a firefighter, uh, 
we've had stories at the or conversations, long conversations at the fire at the fire station kitchen table about breast milk. <laughs> and who would have ever thought that happened? No. So to your point, I yeah, it's it's great to be able to mold your your mission. But I think I think God chooses your purpose yeah. and God directs you and and so that's what's happened in my life. So what if um, some of our listeners have families or um, those going, currently going through um, treatment that need that help, that um, need their babies fed? What's the process of that? So we have, uh, we have a website, and, and we also have on our Facebook, uh, there's an online form that mm-hmm. you apply with. And you fill this form out, and you submit it, it comes to us, and, and we just review it to make sure that it meets our mission. Uh, and then uh, there are there are some things that to think about. We focus on babies in their first two months, so uh, you know there's details of this that the earlier uh, that a mother can apply for help, the the better we are in in, in serving them. So as soon as a mom knows that she's going to be facing this this issue, that she's pregnant and she has cancer or she had a double mastectomy and she's about to have a baby, uh, the earlier that they're at, that these moms and these families are aware of what we do, the earlier they can fill out this application and we can get them approved. And, and then the rest is pretty seamless. We, you know, my goal as in what I do with third strand is I'm here to take all of the worry, anxiety, uh, uh thoughts, anything, concerning how you're going to feed your baby off the table. I want these moms to be able to focus on on the baby and focus on having that baby in those first few days. We'll worry about the milk and we'll worry about the feeding. A lot of what I do also is work with hospitals across the country. Uh, what I've learned is uh, surprisingly, most hospitals don't have a plan for these situations. They may a lot of times look at a mom who has had a double mastectomy and she's going to have a baby and they might assume formula. Mm-hmm. And so when these moms say, Hey, I'm going to be feeding my baby breast milk, it opens up a whole can oh, of yeah. worms. So I've actually worked about a dozen hospitals across the country, big and small. I've worked with them, uh, with their legal departments, their, their CEOs in some cases, and their lactation consultants, their doctors, their nurses, to actually draft new policy and to uh, revise old policies to allow uh, third strand milk and, and donor milk aside from milk bank milk uh, to be brought into the hospital and provided to these babies. Golly. So that's, the, you know, we've, we just covered how someone can apply or someone can reach out to you. Touch on, so we can put everybody at ease, touch on the screening process. Okay. Because I, I, mean, I, I know there's an extensive amount of screening that goes on um, to make sure that you're not falling into that informal milk sharing role where you're providing safe safe breast milk. Okay. Talk to our listeners. So we uh, we worked to develop a, a screening process that was uh, economic and, and effective. And uh, the what you sometimes look for is a, is a blood uh, blood test, and the problem with that is that that becomes super expensive when we've had over a thousand moms donate milk to us in the last three and a half four years. 
So what we what we did is we worked with some physicians and some even a psychologist to create a, a questionnaire, and we ask very very intimate detailed questions. Uh, what I found is sometimes even if a, if a mom is asking the questions that she needs to ask to her best friend or her sister, sometimes just because of that relationship, even though they trust each other with their lives, sometimes sister doesn't want the other the the mom to know intimate details about themselves. So what we do is we remove that conversation from two people that may know each other. And we are a third party, uh, uninterested party. And all my focus is on the health and safety of a baby. That's it. And so we have a list of, it's a very detailed questionnaire. And we ask uh, sexual history, medications, drugs, uh, all of these questions. And, and we go over the form in its entirety. Uh, we also... Uh, ask for permission to contact the the donor mother's physician if we have any additional questions. But also the thought process in that is uh, most of these moms have donated or have had a baby recently. And so they most of them we ask about uh, checkups and that kind of stuff. So there is a level of trust uh, when it comes to any donor milk, whether it's from a milk bank or us. Uh, the difference in our milk and a milk bank's milk is a milk bank feeds sick and preemie babies. Right. Those babies have an underdeveloped immune system and they cannot tolerate any risk. The milk banks do amazing work at that. They pasteurize their milk. We don't pasteurize our milk. Pasteurization process is great. It's good. It kills all the bacteria. That's the problem with it in some cases too is it kills all the bacteria. There's good bacteria as well. So a lot of that good bacteria is important in developing the baby's gut and their immune system and so on. Uh, so we don't pasteurize our milk. Uh, we do do everything in our capability to make sure that that milk is safe and it's healthy for that baby. And then we also have a process in place where we continue to monitor these babies mm -hmm. as they are on, this, on the donor milk. We follow up with them probably more than these moms want to hear from me. Uh, but uh, stay in constant contact with them to make sure that everything's okay. So that's that's basically that's a no. That's I think Cliff's notes. I think it's great. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's reassuring. So if maybe some of our listeners want to give back, maybe they've had family members that have gone through breast cancer. Is how do they donate if they're capable of donating breast milk? Yeah. So same same deal. Same thing. We have a form online, and what they do is they apply to donate. And they will, they'll fill out this form. Uh, I will contact them and, and go over the details of, of, of the form, ask a, a few more in-depth questions, and then we'll arrange uh, pickup or delivery of the milk. We've had moms from California donate milk to, to us here, and it comes here. And we've had moms from Louisiana, all over, all over the country who have donated milk it comes here to we're in Amarillo right now I live in Canyon so I call Canyon home it comes to Canyon <laughs> Texas and and then it goes out to the world you know and so it's it's cool it's fun uh, interesting story and I'll touch on this again here shortly is uh, roughly about a quarter of the milk that comes into us is actually from moms who lose a baby at birth so these moms their baby dies at birth 
mom continues to produce milk. And so these moms use this as a, as a grief tool. Uh, this actually put me in contact with one of my best friends when it comes to third strand. And uh, so I get to see this milk full circle. I get to hear the story and the testimony of where the milk came from. Why, why is this mom choosing to donate? And then I get to collect that milk and then I get to distribute that milk to somebody with just as powerful of a story about, hey, I was in a dark moment. I, you know, I battled cancer. Uh, we had mom, one mom who threw me for a loop, I won't lie, when she called me and she said, hey, I have HIV and I'm having a baby. And I had this preconceived notion in my head about what that was. And that, that started days, days of conversation with my wife and self-reflection and listening uh, to her story. And what I learned is it wasn't a life decision that I thought that I assumed it was life happened to her, right? And, but to see this milk go full circle and go to affect somebody, change somebody's life. Uh, and I, I've just been able to see so many lives affected and changed. And then those families turn around and want to do something good for somebody else. And it's just a continuous cycle. Sounds like through every storm, there's a rainbow at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, and sometimes it's hard to look for that bright light there. And Sometimes there's clouds around it. <laughs> yes. But wow, wow. What a powerful story I you've had. You, you know, I hope our listeners, um, I hope you learned a lot as much as I know <laughs> I have today. I know, Pam, um, I had no idea breast milk cost as much as it does. Neither. And one thing I'll ask, Kyle, you talked about you, you, you deliver um, or send it. You're shipping milk all the time. Yeah, we ship milk uh, really close to every other week. We're shipping milk across somewhere across the United States. And that's in a ice chest or you have someone that says, because I've seen it, yep. and I've been trying to find you some drivers every now and then. <laughs> I'm usually about five minutes too late. But it's, you know, is, so, is anyone going here this weekend or is anyone coming back from here? It, well, you have this network that you've built. Mm-hmm. We've had... Uh, people that I I wouldn't know if I had never started this organization and people that I don't know that are willing that they, they follow us on Facebook or, or they hear about our organization they keep in touch and and so uh, what I try to do is we have to overnight our milk so that it stays frozen uh, so there's a short window and that that's expensive so when I'm shipping a milk from from Amarillo to um, Michigan uh, with the cooler and the dry ice and the shipping and everything, it's it's pushing. It's between six and six hundred dollars and thousand dollars, depending oh on where gosh. it goes. Oh my gosh! Goodness. And so we have to continuously raise funds to be able to cover those costs. Uh, when it's relatively close, and I use relatively <laughs> subjectively. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I tend to say if it's in Texas or a state that touches Texas, then what we do is we reach out to our our network of people and say, hey, is anybody driving from here to Dallas next week and willing to mule some milk? And yeah. I've yet to uh, ask and not be answered. And so we've had retired a retired couple from Canyon not have anything to do today or tomorrow. And so they drive milk to Oklahoma. And I have, uh, I've had a, a college student from A&M that was going back home after the holidays 
and she took milk from from Canyon, Texas to uh, College Station. And I've had a, a buddy, a hunting buddy of mine, who him and his wife had to go to a wedding in Austin. And he said, hey, we're going to Austin. We'll take that milk. Yeah. I've had a hockey team <laughs> on a bus put a cooler of milk I can't imagine that conversation. <laughs> Don't touch the cooler that's taped up. Leave and, it alone. And drove uh. the milk from Midland to uh, Austin or San Antonio. And the mom picked it up off of a hockey bus there. So I, it's crazy. I told you a second ago just to see where God pushes this and, and where where these stories go. And every single day I'm amazed uh, at the generosity of others, at listening to other people's stories. Uh, it's one of the big things I had to learn about myself. I like to talk, if you can't tell. Uh, <laughs> I struggle with that a little bit as well. I talk. I'll agree. <laughs> <laughs> and some, I've learned that sometimes you don't have to say anything. You just have to listen to somebody. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that that's more powerful than any words that you can that you can put out. So I've just been just blown away by other people on this journey. Well, I would encourage all of our listeners to seek out Third Strand. Follow them on Facebook. I think uh, if that's the if that's the least you can do, um, you may be sitting there saying, I, "I'm not having a baby. I don't need this." Or, or hey, maybe I'm going to Austin this um, exactly. week. I can take exactly. Some milk, that's where I'm going with that. You know, like hey, follow them on Facebook. Um, you know, if you're taking trips and you happen to see on there that hey, I can take that. I mean, what a blessing you can be on uh, so many people in their storm. That's right. right. Plus, you can follow them on Facebook, and if you do know somebody that, that is able to donate or is in need, that's mm-hmm. a, a resource that you can share. And that's what we're all about is, is sharing resources. That's right. Kyle, what an amazing story. I'm sure your sister would be super proud of you. Absolutely. She would um, be annoyed with me. <laughs> she would probably roll her eyes, maybe. She would roll her eyes. That's it. And it might be it that she's she laughs. Well, eyes. it might be that she's laughing at you because she, oh, I promise you she is having you talk about breast milk that's, probably multiple times every single day. That's, I I guarantee you that's accurate. <laughs> well, you know, we like to... Um, our last segment is um, a powerful moment. We're sponsored by Pete's Car Smart Kia, and we like to have this moment. Um, do you have a powerful moment that you could share with us? One that you could narrow down. I, have I'm sure. I probably have 200 of them. Uh, there's, there's a couple of stories that, that just uh, always pop out to me with Third Strand. And so it's, it's, tough, it's tough to narrow down. Like I've mentioned a couple already where, you know, a mom who has HIV calls me and hey, says, hey, I have a, a, a condition. I can't breastfeed my baby. That one caused me pause and, and made me reflect. And so that was a powerful one. And we've had families who we've served that I've been able to watch turn around and dedicate their part of their life to helping serve through Third Strand. That's been powerful. Uh the most powerful story that I've that I've been a part of. Um, she will not mind me sharing her name. Her name's Lindsay, and uh, I won't lie. I was picking up a bottle of whiskey one day, and I was in the in the store, and my phone rang, and I just hit the deny button because I didn't recognize, and it went straight to voicemail. And I got in my truck and play it, press play, and I listened to this mom that I didn't know. 
and she was crying and she was emotional and she said that that day she had lost her baby and uh, you might have to give me sometimes I get emotional but uh, so she told me that she lost her baby and she said that she had heard about my organization from the nurses in the hospital and that she wanted to talk to me about donating milk in her baby's memory and I, to, I, I drove home and I told my wife, I didn't sign up for this. I'm not a counselor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I struggled for about a day about what to say. Like, what am I going to say to this lady? I don't know how to talk to her about this. And finally, I just got the courage, dialed the number. And like I said earlier, sometimes you just have to listen. And uh, listen to her. And she listened to me. And... Um, she asked if she could donate to Third Strand, and I said, absolutely, absolutely. I guess, if you can. I didn't even know at that mm-hmm. time. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know, can you? you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes. And she said, okay, I'll call you back. When I'm ready to give you milk, I'll call you back. I said, okay. So about a month, maybe two months go by, and Lindsay calls me back, and she said, hey, I'm ready. Well, we were continuously accepting milk, and I, I, when I receive a typical donation, it may be anywhere from – 500 ounces to 10 gallons of milk so i loaded up a big cooler i was man she's been working on this for a month i'm i take my big cooler and load it up and i drove to lubbock which is where she lives and uh, knocked on her door and we cried with each other again and she said hey i'm gonna go get the milk that i want to donate in my baby's honor and she went and got it and it was about it was a little over 100 ounces wasn't much and she said, hey, this is all I got. And she gave it to me. And we put it in the cooler. She gave me a little handwritten note. And she said, hey, I want you to read this. So I went out and got in my truck, fixing a pull away, and I read this. And it's a handwritten note from Lindsay. And it tells me how she's, she spent time on her first date with her husband pumping. And how the first time that they went to church after the baby, after they lost the baby, she sat in the nursery and pumped. Uh, she sat in the bathroom. She pumped at the funeral. Uh, she woke up at night, sat in the baby's room and pumped. And she gave me this note, and it made me think about something. It made me think about this. is It doesn't matter how much, she gave everything. And it wasn't the amount. It was what she had put into this donation. That's money. That's life. And that's, that's milk in this sense. Uh, it doesn't ha- matter how much time you give. It's the quality of that time. It doesn't ha- matter how much money I donate here. It's what, did the, what does that donation mean? You know, how much is, what does that mean? What's the sacrifice mean? It's not how much milk. It's, that's everything. She gave everything. And, it, and the heart behind that, to the point that uh, we created, but we have the only milk donation program that I know of uh, that's geared specifically toward lost moms, towards moms who have lost a baby at birth. And we gear these questions in this questionnaire specifically to them, not to trigger emotions, to ask uh, sensitive questions, to ask questions the right way, not to cause alarm or cause heartache to them. And so that, that program is called Kerrigan's Program after Kerrigan, Lindsay's mm. baby that she lost. 
And Lindsay and I are, are amazing friends. She encourages, encourages me daily. And uh, we talk all the time. And she has a little girl that, that I've become close with. So that's my that's my Pete's powerful moment for you, Coach Barnell. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we can top that. No, you can't. You can't. You know, uh, the only way I know to top it is to say thank you. You know, man, thanks for having me. Well, you're you're very welcome. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. this is one of those topics that uh, you know we set out from the very beginning to say we're going to cover them all. You know, anything that's related to oncology and. So, you know, at first people might've been thinking, listening to this podcast, like how in the world does this relate to oncology and, <laughs> and cancer? I thought this was a cancer podcast. It is. And it's, it's about resources. And, uh, you know, I don't I, think we need to, um, have our survivors have any more guilt if there's a program out there. Oh, yes. So yeah. This it, is a, a unmet need that's now met. We're uh-huh. here and w- there's so many, so many, so many mothers who want to help, uh, somebody that they don't know. And, and so we're here and we can feed so many babies. Uh, I've got, we have drop donor drop-off locations. I should mention this. We have donor drop-off locations in, of course, here in Amarillo and Canyon. And then in Lubbock, in Midland, in Plano, in Austin, and in Houston. So we have spots all over the, the state of Texas anyway that we, you can drop off milk. Wow. Convenient, easy questionnaire can be done online, Mm -hmm. whether it's to donate or whether it is to receive milk for your baby, two months worth of milk at no charge. What a blessing. Thank you, Kyle, for coming in today, for sharing us, uh, sharing with us your vision and educating our listeners about a resource, as Pam, we just said, an unmet need uh, is now met. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, Gosh, you know, this it's uh, I, I say this often on all of our podcasts. I learned so much. And I, I, it's, I thought I knew what Kyle did a little bit, but I tell you, I'm blown away. It's one of those things you don't know that you need to know until you need to know it. That's right. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, we want to encourage all of our listeners out there, please uh, subscribe to our podcast and definitely share our podcast. I know that, you know, some of our listeners have got to have uh, people in their lives that, that could help. Uh, as we said, whether it's muling some milk, as Kyle said, or donating some milk or whatever the case may be, but share this podcast, like a podcast, subscribe to our podcast and uh, continue to join us each week. Uh, I, I don't know about you, Pam, but I always look forward to our weekly podcast. I do too. And make sure you um, subscribe, share. And if you have any questions, make sure you call the survivorship at 806-331-2400. That's right. Let us know if you have any uh ideas for topics or guests we are always happy to entertain those and uh, we will be back next week to join you guys with beyond the ribbon thanks thank you for joining us for this episode of beyond the ribbon make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates if you'd like more information about the 24 hours in the canyon cancer survivorship center please visit our website 24survivorship.org thanks again and we'll be back next week